Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Attorney General Eric Schmidt, he's also a Senate candidate, and this is his first time coming to on Cats at Night. So we are thrilled to have you, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt. Welcome back. I mean, welcome to Cats at Night. Great to be with you guys. General, it's, uh, it's Judge Richard Weinberg. Nice to talk to you again. Yep, absolutely. So thanks for having me. We have a lot of important issues to talk about. Let's start off with uh, inflation. What's your take on the inflation bill that was uh, pushed through with uh, Joe Manchin's vote? Is that going to help I mean, inflation? It's to- no, it's a total disaster. It's like a uh, an Orwell to call it an Inflation Reduction Act is like newspeak. It's like this Orwellian phase we've entered into where it's going to exacerbate inflation. We all know that. Even independent, and forget about you know Republicans calling it that. Independent sources say it's only going to make things worse, and it turns out, guys that when you pump trillions of dollars into the economy and you declare war on American energy and affect the supply, prices go up. And not just at the gas pump, right? I mean, it affects everything. It affects, you know, at the grocery store, milk, bread, uh, everything, Um, everything in the supply chain, rent. Get ready for winter is coming. I mean, get ready for utility bills with natural gas prices. I mean, this has just been a complete failure. And inflation isn't some, like, you know, a natural disaster like a hurricane or a tornado. I mean, it, it, it is it is completely man-made in this uh, in this instance. And Joe Biden, when he came into office, undid all of the successes we had seen under President Trump. You know, secure border, uh, energy dominance that we had. We were ex we were net exporter of energy. Now you got the president of the United States, Joe Biden, going to Saudi Arabia begging for oil while he's shipping strategic petroleum reserves to China. I mean, this is nuts, and so it's a real problem for for working. Well, class he families. begged. He begged the uh, uh, general. He begged for a hundred thousand barrels, which is chump change. And then the Saudi Arabians, after they accomplished uh, making a fool out of him, uh, and uh, he, uh, the Saudis, I think last Friday took away the hundred thousand barrels. Yeah, no, it's look, there, and there are a bunch of things, and we've been very direct with this administration. There are some things he can do right now. Uh, to jumpstart, you know, energy production right here in the United States. We have all the energy we'll ever need right here. But these leftists like John Kerry fly around on their private jets and want to lecture working class Americans about what they need to do or California, right, that's going to ban uh, vehicles that run on gas in a few years. Meanwhile, they're telling everybody not to charge their electric vehicles because they don't have enough energy to do it. There are some things right now we could do. Restart the Keystone XL pipeline. Stop holding back energy producers from drilling, you know, in the Gulf or in Alaska. Uh, in the, this working group on uh, the social cost of greenhouse gases, this is nuts, guys. Here's what they're doing. They're essentially saying with this working group, they're predicting migration patterns and warfares hundreds of years in the future, pulling it back into present-day value and taxing and regulating agriculture, manufacturing, making things more expensive. And then you've got this ridiculous uh, ESG policy. Um, that is, you know, punishing energy producers because it's this woke capitalism that doesn't work. And uh, their obligation to these pension funds isn't to virtue signal. It's to get the best return 
for those folks who've worked really hard for that pension. And you see this kind of undermining capitalism. So there's a lot going on, but it all leads to higher prices. So, Eric, Ed, Ed Cox here. So what are the issues in the Missouri that are playing out in your race? What are the big issues? Yeah, we're, I mean, <clears throat> these are kitchen table issues, right? And so um, as the Republican nominee for the U.S. Senate, I mean, clearly voters in Missouri are very concerned about inflation. They're they're concerned about the rising cost of everything. And they understand that, you know, Missouri is not a big energy producing state, but it's very sensitive. So people, when they pay utility bills and higher rent, I mean, these are the things that people care about. And they want someone, by the way who's going to go there and push back. That has certainly been my record. I was the first AG in the country to sue on the OSHA vaccine mandate. We took that to the Supreme Court and won. Missouri's led the charge on immigration-related issues. Title 42, we were successful in keeping that in place. That accounts for about 50% of all the expulsions at the border. So if you think it's bad now, just double it. And now the left is seeing, you know, in Martha's Vineyard, you know, you got all these Democrats who didn't seem to have a problem, and then all of a sudden there's 50 of them, and they declare a state of emergency. I mean, it's it's totally nuts. So we've led the charge on a lot of these big issues. And also, by the way, locally, I sued 47 school districts for enforcing the masking of kindergartners. There's no science to support this. We got them to back down, and the parents are very supportive of what we're doing. So we're in a good spot to make sure we win this Senate seat in Missouri. It's a 50-50 Senate. There's no path to get to the majority if we don't hold Missouri, and we're working really hard to do it. Eric, Again, what about what about the crime issue? Yeah, it's a big issue. You've got a Soros-funded prosecutor in St. Louis. You've got another one in Kansas City. Um, when, when President Trump was in office, I mean, we partnered with the U.S. Attorney's Office, added bandwidth to prosecute violent crime, carjackings. But you've got a local prosecutor who's the only person in the state who can charge people with murder who refuses uh, to prosecute violent crime. And so the story in St. Louis is the same story you see in Chicago and New York and other places across the country where these prosecutors – who, again, are the only, you know, the world needs a lot of social workers, you know, that, that, and God bless the people who go do that. But when there's one person elected to actually make these charging decisions in those areas, you need people who are going to be law of order. And we're doing everything we can, um, working with some federal prosecutors, but we're somewhat limited in our jurisdiction. And uh, But we're doing everything we can to fight back, but it's a mess. Again, to remind our audience, we're talking to Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt. He's also the Republican nominee in for the U.S. Uh, Senate election in Missouri. So we're watching the TV screens. We're seeing the uproar that's going on in Martha's Vineyard. They're calling it human trafficking. I saw NBC News put out a tweet comparing the migrants to trash. I mean... The fact that they are so outraged that, like you just mentioned before, and they're calling this what a, a national crisis, they brought in the National Guard. I mean, what goes through your mind when you're seeing the hypocrisy, the the blatant double standard demonstrated by, by these people, by, I don't know if you want to call them Democrats, liberals, or progressives, regressives, and then you've got Hillary Clinton going on MSNBC this morning on Morning Joe, and she's like, well, yeah, we shouldn't have open borders. So it's like there seems to be there's issues within even the old Democratic Party. Well, yeah, no, that's Hillary exactly right. Hillary candidate in 2024. You never know. So, yeah, she's hedging yeah. her bets. Maybe, she, well, she, maybe Hillary, she's going to do what Bill Clinton did. Bill Clinton came yeah. well, to the Senate the second time. Yeah. Yeah, you see these folks who have these put these signs in the yard. You know, in this house, we believe in, you know, whatever. And it's no one's illegal and love and happy or kindness is everything. <laughs> All this kind of virtue signaling that is meant to make them feel great about themselves, right? But when you're dealing with real-world issues, uh, all of a sudden they have a different position. I've been to the border twice, and Missouri has led the charge on a lot of these lawsuits 
to try to get back to the secure border we had under President Trump, because my position is every state's a border state, right? The crime, the uh, fentanyl that is killing people in every community across this country, it's coming from the southern border. And the drug cartels control, control the flow and the distribution of human trafficking, of drug trafficking. We don't know who's coming across the border. We're fooling ourselves if we don't think Russian agents, Chinese agents, um, terrorists who want to take you know, advantage of this country and the porous open border aren't coming across either. So, you know, the left likes to there, be there and lecture everybody about how they're better people than everybody else. But the truth of the matter is when you don't have any rule of law uh, and you have common sense policies like President Trump had under, with Remain in Mexico, which was, look, if you're coming here seeking asylum, and nine out of ten of those claims are bogus. But if you're seeking asylum, Mexico is going to be the waiting room. So what does Joe Biden do? He says, no, we're just going to have, give you a court date and hope you come back. Guess how many people come back for those court dates? Not very many. And so these are just common sense policies that worked under President Trump. They've been a disaster under Joe Biden. It's on purpose. And now, you know, you see in places like Washington, D.C. and Martha's Vineyards, they don't like it. They don't like it when that kind of activities in their communities. And it's the height of hypocrisy. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you, uh, uh, Eric. And um, it, it's, we got to save America because our borders are under attack. Don't forget how much fentanyl is coming through our borders. You know what I tell you? I tell all, and maybe you can repeat this. 50,000 people died in Vietnam. 50,000 people died in Korea. 7,000 in Afghanistan. That's 107,000. In the last 12 months, 140,000 Americans have been killed by the fentanyl coming over the borders. Yep. That's Chinese fentanyl. To put put that in perspective, it'd be like a plane going down every day in this country, every day of every week of every month of every year. That's how many people are dying every day. The Americans, our people. It's the number one killer for 18 to 45-year-olds. It's a mess. Crazy. Thank you so much. Keep fighting for America. God bless you. God bless America. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to find out what the heck is going on in the economy. We have the number one economist in the country, Larry Kudlow.